Welcome, everybody, in the Movie Guys Verse. This is Jordan here, part of Movie Guys Podcast. We wanted to say thank you so much for downloading this most recent episode. If you don't know what Movie Guys Podcast is, we are a new movie review show that is updated weekly. You can check us out at movieguyspodcast.com and also movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another awesome episode of Movie Guys Podcast. And tonight we are talking about the house that Jack built. I am Jordan, and I'm joined here like all. Whoops. Here we go. I'm doing great, I guess. Uh <laughs> It was just uh, you know, the, the the movie that Eric broke down versus the house <laughs> Jack built. I guess is but that's this movie, guys, uh, was different to, to say the the least, right? By Lars Van Trier. Am I pronouncing that right? You are close enough. Ed, what did you think? Well, I feel like I went through seven layers of hell. Oh, there you Bull go. Bull fucking shit. I'm going to call you out right now. <laughs> Bull fucking shit. Well, I mean, this you, you want to do some, some premises? I, okay, listen, guys. I don't know why you wanted to watch this movie because I uh, I had not heard of it prior to you guys mentioning it. Um, I understand that it is a, it's a Lars von, von Trier film. I'm not personally a fan uh, of his. I, I do follow a lot of directors, and, and he is one that I, I know of. I'm not a fan. Um... Not, well, I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying I'm not a fan. That's that's just yeah. like uh, the, uh, uh, just who's the other director? Gaspar Denoe Denoar Denoe. Oh fucking! I, I yes, fuck that one. Close enough. Close enough. He did Into the Void. Into the Void. Go ahead, please. I, well, I mean, shut me up. I'm talking. <laughs> that's fine. Enter well, the it's one that I have to say is I did not know that. Personally, I'm not a. I don't really necessarily follow like directors like this, um, but I had seen *Nymphomaniac* one and two and thoroughly enjoyed them. I saw *Dogville* and thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, with that being said, this movie's the same. I mean, they're kind of they kind of drag on. They're much longer than they need to be. Um, without getting too much into detail on my review, I guess this is a similar movie. He's very graphic. He's very upfront. He doesn't tease anything. Um, it's it's very 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 graphic. All his films are. Uh, Nymphomaniac one and two. I'm sure you can figure out the contents of the movie by the title. Um, it's it. You literally see everything there is to see. You, it's one step below porno. Yeah, this is basically a uh, kind of a half snuff. Basically, but but that's what Nymphomaniac kind of was in the same part too. Yes, um, and Antichrist yeah. as well too. Jesus, this guy's having a pattern here, isn't he? <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah, like just just graphic, uh, overly unnecessarily graphic scenes. So yes. so there was between two movies here we were discussing. Uh, we were discussing to review tonight. We were going to do either the House of Jack built, or we were going to do Bad Times at El Royale. 
Uh, we brought up in discussion here a little bit behind the scenes here. And Ed is very famous, and I quote, saying, House of Jack built is controversial. It got banned and people walked out. We got to review it because it's controversial. So that's why we reviewed this movie. Am I wrong yeah. in that? No, you're 100% right. Okay, cool. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Well, I mean, so, there, there were some scenes, I guess. Yeah. So, so because it's controversial is the reason why we are reviewing this movie. Um, which I think will be a very interesting discussion. And Ed, I already say fuck you and call out your bullshit because another behind the scenes here, uh, I called you a few days ago to say, hey man, did you check it out? And you go, yeah, I just saw it. I really liked it until the end. I no, what did I say? What did I say exactly? And, you went into, and then and after that, you went into detail about how you thought it was wonderful. Uh, what how I, he, you said it was wonderful and how he descended into madness and how it progressed. That's what, what? you said. You left out a key part. You left out a very key part. And, I said and, I thought the first half of the movie was wonderful. The you thought second half good. of the, the second half of the movie insults your intelligence, and I fell asleep three times. Because that's the ending, and that's what you said. You said everything was great except until the, the ending. Ex the, the ending was an hour long. I'm just telling you, that's what you fucking said. The, that's ending, what I said. the ending was oh. an hour long. Boys. Jesus, fuck. Boys. I'm like, that's what you said. Boys, back to All the right. movie. Back to the movie. Yeah, you, let's, yeah let's get back to the movie. I'll, here, here, I'll, I'll, I'll jump right into this, okay? Because here's exactly what I fucking said. I get what I said, what, what I said was, is that the first half of the movie, the, really, the, this is a two and a half hour movie. So the first hour, hour and a half is great. The kill, the the, the first kill, like the, he gets so fed up with Uma Thurman, just she won't shut the fuck up. So he's just a normal dude, and he's driving to an appointment, to a job interview, or whatever he's doing. He's a normal dude. Uma Thurman's jack is broke on her. On her, uh, she's changing the tire. She drive. He he picks her up, drives her into town, and she won't shut the fuck up about how he's a serial killer. This and he's not. Then they get there. She won't shut up to the mechanic. He fixes her jack. They come back. Jack breaks again, and then he. She won't shut up on the way back to the mechanics when he bashes her face in with a, with the jack. Great kill, great scene. And to watch his – yes, I said verbatim. To watch his descent into madness is great. To go from point A to point B, from incident one to incident two is great. The second this movie tells you – the second he introduced the conversation narrator as Virgil, that's when it insults your intelligence because he's like – the director, the filmmaker, is such a pretentious cocksucker in this movie yeah. that he thinks you're too stupid to realize what he's trying to tell you. I, you know, I was going to use that word pretentious, actually. Uh, and I, told, I said Jordan. Anyway, uh, but before we – speaking of, of that insulting the audience, well, it's just real quick. This movie is basically Matt Dillon is a serial killer, and it's about him just going real crazy from starting from just – Whatever killings to like just completely like what the fuck kills man. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, some of them are just like yeah, but you know he's, he's going crazy. So that's basically what it is, and it's done very Lars von Trier ish uh, <laughs> as far as the the cutscenes. Uh, it seems like a lot of the camera work, like it was trying to be very artsy, and it was just like that. There's no need to have the shot. Mm. It's not. Like I see what you're doing with with the shot, but the way that you have it, it it really doesn't. It's almost like a completely different style from what you had just shown uh, the other shots. You went from steady cam to like some sort of Wes Anderson kind of frame. It's is all over the place. Um, yeah. If that was the intent, then I message loud and clear. 
And a lot of his movies are that way, so I would have to assume that they are meant to be that way. I want to talk about the uh, second kill. Sure. Uh, uh, That's the movie that they needed to make. And that's where I think the director's pretentious douchebaggery comes into play. Uh, Because the movie that they needed to make was about an OCD serial killer who has God on his side. He murders a woman in cold blood. I uh, drags her for miles and has a blood trail all the way to his hideout. And then all of a sudden he realizes that there's a blood trail and he knows he's going to be caught. And all of a sudden rain comes, there's a storm and washes all the blood away. That was the scene that made me giggle. And that was the movie that it should have been. A serial killer that had God on his side. Always there when all hope is lost. He's going to get caught. And he didn't get caught. That's what I was uh, hoping that this movie was. And it, it just absolutely wasn't. You know, I 100% agree with what you just said. That the interaction between himself and the cop, like, at, or excuse me, I mean, when he's trying to get himself into her house, right, how sucky he is at being a serial killer. Like, he, he loves he loved the first kill. He felt really good. And, you know, you hear, like, I watched Dexter, so I'm just assuming I know everything there is to know about serial killers, right? So he basically is like he starts to get off on it, and he needs to do it again. He finds a random woman who was walking home, and he's trying to find a way to break into her house, and he can't figure out how to do it. Like, that's cool. I really, really enjoyed that scene. I, I, I thought that was Great. And yes, Jordan, I agree with you. I wish that was the movie, him progressing to be a better and better serial killer, not the director telling you how much smarter he is than you or how much smarter he thinks he is than you. Right. Right. Eric, was the third incident, which is the wife and two kids hunting scene, was that difficult for you to watch? It just... um his explanation about like shooting the doe, remember that, or the fawn shooting, how you have to shoot at the larger fawn because if you shoot the mom and the other two get away, then uh, they're gonna they're, they'll most likely die. But if you shoot the littlest one and the other two get away, then they'll have a better chance. Blah 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 blah. Or I don't know what the fuck that was. It was just unsettling. It was kind of creepy, you know, dude. Uh, again, this is kind of where this movie is just like. I think you're just you're just doing it just, I don't know, are you bored or, or something like Lars von Trude? It's just like, yeah, you know what, I, I figure I'll just do this to to get some shock and awe. I, I really, I don't know, man. Like, it just seemed like every kill was like just a different clip of like, uh, of like gore porn. Uh-huh. Well, Eric, hold on. So, so correct me if I'm wrong, but they do not give an explanation let me let me set the scene, and then I'm going to ask you this question. This is what I saw. A, a, a kill happens, screen goes black, and it says, third incident, Yeah, as the title card. And then it goes to Matt Dillon and a mother and her two kids, and they're going hunting. Yep. Eric, was there an explanation on why this mother and the two children were going hunting with him? Not, not that I can remember at all, no. That's another problem with well, this movie. They no, he it, said, it, wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're like the kid, were, like she, we were out here because of the kid, right? It was because of the... He, no, he says that he went, he, he went and got himself a family because all 
good artists have a family or some something about needing a family or wanting a family. So he went and got himself one. So he was dating them, a uh, dating the mom. He was dating, yeah, he was, yeah, he was dating her. Like they were trusting of him. They he shot, he told the taught the kid how to kill a deer. Uh, they had a picnic or something like that, or they were going to have a picnic or something. I don't remember. I know he had a picnic with the mom with the two dead kids, which was really hard to watch. So now, okay, okay, so now that's my point is is that wouldn't it have been better of a movie? So, like I said, snowball off of what I had earlier, right? He is a serial killer that has OCD that seems like God is always on his side, or maybe not God, but maybe like a higher power that always kind of helps him get him out of sticky situations. And also, he has been dating the same woman with the two kids throughout the whole movie, and this kill is very personal to him. This kill is something that uh, he's been planning that she had no idea that she was fucking a serial killer. Yeah, that would be a little bit more. Oh my god, uh, the scene is literally him teaching these two boys how to hunt, and then he decides to blow one kid's leg off, shoots another one, shoots her, crawls away, and he shoots her dead in a ditch. I, I just, it's, it's not. It doesn't lead anywhere, uh, and and that was disappointing. Yeah, it just seemed like again, it just seemed like this director was just like, hey. I want to see these kills. I, I I don't know, guys. I really I don't I didn't really see much of a, a plot. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, there's no plot. Well, I mean, there's there was at the beginning, like he's progressing as a serial killer. You know, he's getting better at it. You know, this like you said, he he thinks he's this after after the second incident, he thinks he's meant to be a serial killer from God. He's supposed to kill these people. Yeah. Um, you know, and he compares him building him building his foundation as a serial killer to building his house that he inherited the plot of land through. Um, you know, so he's building up to being a better serial killer, and then he does descend into madness after that. After he kills that family, like you can see, he then later cuts a woman's breast off. We'll talk and, about that later. Yeah, okay. It's just, he, you can see that's, he starts to go downhill from that kill. So, uh, and that's when he tears the house down. That's he, okay. Now, he, yeah. He give, they, that. they give you that, that sort of thought process. Absolutely. So this is why I am actually on Team Eric when he doesn't want to watch trailers for movies that we are going to review. Because they either spoil it or they don't tell you exactly what it is. Right, Eric? I mean, yeah. to, pretty much, right? Yep. When I saw this trailer six months ago, and when I heard it was going to Sundance and people have walked out and it's getting banned from film festivals and blah, 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 I saw the trailer. I was like, oh, this is a movie that I'm interested in because of the way the trailer was presenting it. It kind of reminded me of, if you guys have seen it, the American version directed by David Fincher, uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo where you had the rich, fancy guy who had a torture chamber in his basement, right? Yeah. So this movie's called The House That Jack Built, and he keeps on trying to build a house that meets his expectations. I was assuming, going into this movie, that he was going to build a torture house. That he was going to kidnap these girls while he's building the house. And then halfway through the movie, his house is constructed, and now he takes the girls to his torture chamber, a la 
girl with the dragon tattoo. Sure. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that. And maybe my expectations were, fuck you. But does that sound something, Eric, and then I'll ask Ed the same question. Eric, does that sound something that's more interesting to you than what we got? I mean, yeah. I Like, I, I get why all these are linked. And I, yeah, and I get that they're all kind of chronological. But, like, to have this house be kind of more figurative than literal um, seemed... I don't know. I, I guess you wanted a little bit more, but then I, I feel like if there was this this kind of uh, epic, like a, a Holmes house, you know, uh, some Devil in the White City shit, um, that you would have not whatever the hell this drama that he's trying to be, you would have just an all out maybe like I don't know horror. This is a horror film, like I. I don't know. I don't even know. Like, I, I feel like I, I can't say they would ruin the integrity of the film because, like, what what the hell integrity did it have in the first place? Besides, again, it just being kill scenes. I'm not complaining about it. I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying that that it's bad or the worst thing that I've seen. I'm just saying it's just like it really. I don't know how the. I don't know how this really got made. I don't know who who greenlit this. I. It just seems. Well, well, Eric, before I go into that, because i got the background for you. Uh, but I want to ask Ed the same question before I give you the background. Ed, same question, man. Were you expecting something totally different, like I was with the trailers going no, into this? No, I, I didn't watch any trailers for this. Okay, um, so you don't. Had, okay. I, no, the only expectations I had were you what you explained the movie to be was a very graphic movie about a serial killer that got banned from Sundance. Okay. That's all I expected. I just expected a lot of gore and a lot of awful, awful shit. Because they put some stuff. They, they they've shown some movies in Sundance. So yeah. Well, the background information of this is that in 2014, Netflix took a bid on this screenplay, and they won the bid in 2014, and they were going to make this into a Netflix-only miniseries. That would have worked. A miniseries would have worked. That you know what? That's a better way to put that. A miniseries would have worked because that's all you're cramming all this in. Go ahead. And then the director, Eric. The director's name is I'm terrible with names. Lars von Trier. Lars von Trier. After the copyright with Netflix, because they bought okay, Netflix bought the rights. It was in production hell for a year and a half. The rights go out to the public again. The director buys the rights, gets hires somebody else to do a screenplay, and says, "We're not doing a Netflix series. We're making a movie." And that's how it happened. So originally, it was bought by Netflix, and then it was bought by the director to make the movie. Dumb, 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 dumb. I, and it, if it this was a series, you would have you would have had something here. Netflix would have done it right. Yeah, I, I would have been on board actually. With if you were telling me this would have been a uh, like a nice little six, eight piece series, then I yeah. think that would have worked a, a lot more. <coughs> Each segment was going to be an episode. So there were five, six segments. Six segments. So there was going to be six episodes. Yeah, not as brutally violent as this movie turned out to be. Not starring Matt Dillon either. No, oh, of course not. I don't think he would have been on board with that. Uh, yeah. The the three main actors that were approached. Here's your guys' opinions. The three main actors that were approached to do that part 
for the Netflix series in 2014 was one, Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. Two, Shia Boff. Mm-hmm. Well, Nymphomaniac, I guess, makes sense. Three, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, he he could pull anything off. I'm convinced yeah, that Jake Gyllenhaal could pull anything off. And then after those three backed out, Elijah Wood was approached. Toby McGuire was approached. Okay. Kind of like a, the he's he's the quiet man uh, yeah. role right there. After Toby McGuire after Toby McGuire declined, declined, that is when the net that's when Netflix lost the rights and the director took over full reign and we got Matt Dillon. That's the background of this movie. If I understand that that story aside I mean, from from cinematography is really kind of what separates a lot of uh, uh, of this movie, just because the director likes to be very much I- into both, and I, I just don't really see how these would would match. Is what I've been, I've been complaining about this entire time. But um, there was a movie that I saw earlier this year uh, that kind of. Almost, I want to compare this one to that one with Joaquin Phoenix. That was uh, "You Were Never Really Here" or "You Were Never Really There" type of thing, where he plays a kind of a hitman or a problem solver, uh, the wolf, as it were. You know what I mean? And uh, nice ballpark. Yeah, and and that I I think it when compared to this one because that movie was very dark. You had a guy who was essentially just going to kill people. He was pay, he was a paid goon to just go there and. You know, do whatever needed to be done. There are scenes where he's, he's a big guy too, and there are scenes where he obviously beats the shit out of him. And with a ball peen hammer, hammer was the big one too. But it was done tastefully, and the story was about him going more into his torment and his his life dealing with that torment, rather than just a serial killer highlighting his his best and uh, kills over the twelve year course. During the seventies, right? This, this film takes place during the seventies. This film takes place modern day, I believe. No, there's, there's no storyline says U.S. in the seventies. Highly yeah. intelligent oh. Jack uh, kills span over twelve years, and we're introduced to murders. Yeah, and his development as a serial killer. So yeah, and okay. So yeah, so yeah, something a little bit uh, different there is that we're seeing uh, not the, the highlight reel, which what this movie was, but we we're seeing kind of a, a tormented soul, just kind of accepting that this is who he is. That's a very good point. But uh, who am I judge? That's how I would change it. But um, instead, we got this. My favorite segment was uh, the one with the chick, uh, with her breast out and him taking the sharpie, cutting around the breast. I like that segment. He admits to her that he's a serial killer, that he's killed 60 people. She wants to escape. You feel bad for her. Ed, did you like that segment? I thought that was the greatest segment this whole movie did, the most human segment this movie ever did. Do you agree? Um, no, and, and, and here's why. So he, he admits to her that he's a serial killer, and they get into a fight about it, and then she runs away downstairs, tells a cop, and then, okay, the cop doesn't believe him, and then or believe her, and he's sitting there, and he starts to cry and say, I'm sorry. And she's like, it's okay, I forgive you. We'll go back upstairs. Like, that's not human. That's, so, that's 
he picked a woman that has a lot of issues, which is, I guess, I don't want to call it normal for a serial killer, maybe not, but, you know, and then he takes her breasts out and starts to put the marker around her breasts, and you know what he's about to do, but, like, the fact that she stayed, it, it took him five minutes to do it, and she's just staring there, standing, sitting there with her breasts out. The most human part to me is Incident 1, where he kills Uma Thurman. You know, okay. he just gets so fed up with her, she won't shut up. He's so annoyed with her that he just takes the jack and bashes her face in. So, Ed and Eric, um, I don't know if you guys are interested in serial killers. Uh, I personally am uh, in college. I have, in college, I take uh, in college. I took uh, two courses on serial killers. This scene of the woman with her breast out and running to the cops is verbatim what happened with Jeffrey Dahmer in the eighties. That is what happened. Jeffrey Dahmer, we all know, killer that preyed on young men, homosexual killer would eat them, put them in toxic barrels, blah, 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 blah. That instance actually happened where he would, when he drugged a guy, the guy escaped, ran to the police and said, this guy is going to kill me, help me. Dahmer came out and said, I'm sorry, my boyfriend's drunk. I'm sorry, we're just going to go back upstairs. Apologizes. The, the man accepts the apology and lets the killing happen. That's what happened with Jeffrey Dahmer. That's what I think this movie was trying to do on that scene was their play on Jeffrey Dahmer. Because sure. that's what happened in real life. Well, you know what? It would well, make sense that this director probably just uh, got a little interest in serial killers and was just like, yeah, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe then, and I don't know this because I don't know the history of serial killers, maybe then each incident is something that happened in real life then, some serial killer. Maybe the director is himself fucking crazy and that could be this true. is his release. The only thing that would remotely go with your uh, statement, Ed, is probably the second kill. Um, if anybody's interested in serial killers, go to Netflix and check out the Ted Bundy tapes. That's uh, highly recommend for me. But you both have seen Signs of the Lambs, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The scene where Buffalo Bill in the beginning uh, has a fake cast on his arm, and he's trying to put a couch into his van, and the woman comes and helps him, right, because he seems you know, vulnerable. Yeah, and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is exactly to a T what Ted Bundy did. Was uh, Ted Bundy, uh, Ted Bundy famously would walk around college campuses with a cast on his hand or his arm and carry books. He would drop books to the victim that he wanted and, and, and they would help him to his car. And then that's when he would take them. Um, him, that villain knocking on the woman's door in the second kill is pretty much verbatim a, a, a Ted Bundy kill. So, Ed, that's interesting that each segment could possibly be linked somehow to a famous serial killer. That's interesting. See, I don't know that for a fact. I'm, I'm just going to say that, you know, no, maybe... Your opinion, but yeah, I it, it, now that you, you pointed out two of the five, 
So yeah, I mean maybe maybe each one of them is. I don't I don't know. This I mean the second half of this homage or second half of this movie is literally Dante's Inferno. So I'm assuming the first half has to be taken from something something that happened as well. I don't know that to be a fact, but I'm assuming. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Let's 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 get into the let's get into the uh, let's get into the meats and potatoes here of the movie here. I I, I just said meats and potatoes. You did. Wow. Um, anyway, um, so, so he's going. To, he has a group of five or six guys side by side with their heads together, and he has and he's going to get a full metal jacket bullet to go through of them in one shot. Um, all of a sudden, some scenes happen in between, but he's getting ready to do it, and all of a sudden, Virgil shows up. And Virgil says that you can't build your house because it's not what you want, but you have your material here. And him and Virgil decide to build a makeshift house with all mm-hmm. the bodies that he has stored in the freezer for the past 12 years. And there's a hole in the middle of the house that leads to an underground lair. Now, I am... A big fan of Dante's Inferno. You question me about it, I will give you all the answers. I am a nerd about Dante's Inferno, just as much as I'm a nerd with Alien. Eric, what? I, I mean, it, it's it's a serial killer who kills Uma Thurman with a jack, who kills a family, who kills, who cuts a woman's breast off. He goes from strangling to shooting. Yeah, and, and then it goes to Dante's Inferno, literally, because Virgil and the Dante's Inferno story helps Dante go through the seven layers of hell, and this Virgil helps Matt Dillon go through the seven layers of hell. He even says that. Yeah, that's, I don't know, that's one way to what? wrap it up. You know, it's just like, I, it, dude ran out of ideas, I guess. But, well, but, but, but Eric, here's, Eric, here's, here's, how here's the thing. Way? Go no, ahead, go uh, ahead. No, no, we, Eric, we, Eric, how is this linked? How is this linked, though, it's, Eric? It's, there's symbolism to oh. it. It's obviously not fucking complete hell, and, and Virgil's not, it's not like an actual thing here. It's all, this is all a metaphor. Or at least I could I assume that, with, with the rest of, I mean, uh, very much like uh, how uh, Melancholia had ended, where the fucking world ended. And shit like that, or uh, how Antichrist, and all these fucking things where it's just like, oh, it's not, okay. But Eric, but Eric, how? Just, just, just let's let's go to our basic principles here. Just our basic thought process. How can a movie about a serial killer all of a sudden turn into literally Dante's Inferno, Eric? Buddy, how? Again, I told you when we were talking on the phone that I saw the movie. Sorry to bother you. Not so long ago either. And if you're asking how in this movie, then I suggest you watch that movie. Because that's a bigger fucking wow that you can never compare to that. But it, again, it's the other part. Now movies are just being like, "Hey, let's get to a certain point. Let's get to forty. Let's get to an hour and a half block, or how long? You know, let's get to three quarters through this movie, and then let's let's just let's not even take a sharp turn. Let's just say fuck it and burn it, and then start and then just start new. Like <laughs> these movies, like the way that they end, I just don't understand what they're trying to. Accomplish with it. If you're trying to get a message off, then wouldn't there any other way besides that? So, so correct me if I'm wrong, Jordan. 
Okay, each layer of hell is reserved for certain types of people. Uh, the you know, seven deadly sins. The seven layers of hell is the seven deadly sins. Well, okay, and there you go. So, I mean, different punishments, different strokes for different folks. Right. The, the 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 lowest being you know those who are who uh, betrayed the people who cared about them the most. Right. No. No. But 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 hang on, hang on. So through the basically you have to go through each level, right, to get to the part where you're at. And the devil's at the bottom, and the, it's the fucking frozen lake of ice or something. I don't remember. But anyway, um, if I remember right, so the guy breaks – the cop breaks in through the door and then yeah. shoots a bullet, and all of a sudden there's a hole in the ground. So we're to assume that he's dead now, right, because yeah. he's going to hell. And yeah. so he's Virgil, who or, who helps Dante go through hell. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, it's basically Virgil's the guy who helps everybody through hell, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And so wouldn't it be then, and I'm just trying to play as nice as I can here, the mm-hmm. thought process is that, the thought process for these folks is that, or excuse me, for the director, was that Virgil's the guy who helps everybody through hell, so therefore he's got to help my guy through hell, because he's dead now. Yeah. And first, so, you're, first you're in limbo, then you go through like certain other things, and right. Well, I mean, if I'm well, no, you're you're not wrong. But Virgil says something interesting at the end of the movie when they come to the bridge. At the end of the movie, there is a bridge that is that is broken, that is split, uh, that not split, but it's completely just yeah. destroyed in the middle. And if you can cross the other side, that is heaven. There's a there's a stairway to heaven, right? Mm-hmm. But you have to cross the lake of fire, and if you survive, if you don't fall, then you will go to heaven. Virgil says to Matt Dillon, "You wanted to see everything. Here is everything. This is where I was not supposed to take you. If you decide to cross, that is your choice." And he decides to cross. To try to get to heaven. Well, maybe that was one of the parts I fell asleep because I, I literally fell asleep the last hour yeah. of the movie because that I mean, that yeah. was an hour. That that, that that the travel through hell was an hour. Yeah, I mean, like Virgil said to him that I was that I'm not supposed to take you here, but you said you wanted to see everything. So um, I'm assuming he would go into wrath, maybe envy in the layers of hell, um, but he wanted to see everything first. And he had a choice to go back to where he was supposed to go or try to go to the stairway of heaven. And he chose the stairway of heaven. Not surprised that he fell into the lake of fire. Not surprised at all. Um, but. Um, yeah, it if, was dumb. We get it, Jordan. Yeah. No, if you two and if anybody that is listening to this episode wants to see an actual good adaptation of Dante's Inferno, believe me or not, check out Robin Williams and Cuban Goody Jr. and What Dreams May Come. That is 100% Dante's Inferno, and that's amazing. The movie's not great, but if you want to see an adaptation of Dante's Inferno, then that's the movie to check out. Just to kind of throw it out there. Yeah, well, I'm still crossing my fingers for a Diablo movie. We're not going to get it, but it's fine. 
So let's get into our popcorn ratings here for the house that Jack built or the house that he didn't build, like we do always. Ed, what size popcorn will you give the house that Jack built? Strictly on the first half of the movie, it, it's a small bag. I'm being very generous with this, um, and I'm going to stick with the small bag, even though I, the last hour is to travel through hell, like we, like we spoke about. And it's in literally an hour, and I fell asleep three separate times. Um, I I can see why I got banned from Sundance, but at the same time, like it was as it was as gory as anything the dude's ever done. So why why expect anything less? Why expect anything different? Right. Well, so yeah, the the first half of the movie, I've already explained why I think it was good, and I thought it was really good the first half of the movie. So it's going to oh. get a small bag. That's it. Eric, I want to save yours for last because I'm interested in what you have to say. Mm. Um, I said a few weeks ago that Glass was so bad, and I am on record saying, fuck you, Shyamalama, ding dong, and blah, 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 blah. So I'm going to make my point clear. Glass is the most disappointing movie that I've seen this year, but The House That Jack Built is the worst movie that I've seen so far this year. This movie is absolutely garbage. If you're going to have a serial killer be your star and you're going to follow his path, gore doesn't bother me. That's not the problem. The problem is I don't care. I'm not invested. If my main character is the killer, I got to feel something towards that killer. And I felt nothing for the killer. I didn't feel any remorse. No, nothing. The killer has to be charming, right? I have to be seduced by him. I'm not. Um, the director is your horror director a la Michael Bay. It's the same exact fucking thing. Michael Bay has explosions for no reason. Action, action, action. This director has horror gore, horror gore, and it does nothing to stir the plot. And if you have Uma Thurman in your movie, and if you have Matt Dillon in your movie, I would thought it would be something more interesting and artistic, but instead I got teabagged by the director by saying, like my movie, put your penis in my mouth. And I'm saying I don't like it. Oh. So no bag. No, sir, I don't like it. I don't like it. No bag. Worst movie of the year that I have seen so far. Worst movie of the year. Eric, what is your popcorn rating? I... I don't know. I'm at it to give it adamant to give it to uh, just a small bag because at least it made an attempt. And some of the the kill scenes were unique because they were disturbing, and that's that's fine. There's a creepy side of that, but dude, like again, this character is like chaotic evil for really no apparent reason. Everyone involved that is killing just kind of seems to be on board until they're not. Um, you know, and it seems like this guy is just able to get away with it, no questions asked. Like it's, he's got like a superpower in that part too. I, again, like a lot of the kills just seemed like because I don't know, like that's they show up to set and that's what that's what the budget bought that day, and they're just like, yeah, let's kill them this way this time. I don't, I don't even know. Like it just didn't really seem like there was a whole lot there besides just watching kills. It seemed like this director was scrolling through Live Leak or some shit and just was watching random death videos. And was just like, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that one. I can do that one. And it was just you know. Jesus Christ. That's exactly what I, I, I think that this kind of this kind of was is that he was just watching the, these weird <coughs> videos online and it was just like you know what I wonder if I fucking shot that 
on a suspension camera. Fucking, or I wonder if I he shot that with four angles in a hotel room. It's just like, dude, that's kind of what, what what this was. I this movie was what budget of eight point seven million, and it grossed, and it only grossed two million. Is that what it says? Because it's seeing that uh, its opening weekend was like thirty grand, and then domestic yeah. right now it's only hey, uh, it's 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 bad. It's All bad. together it's because it's on Amazon now. It's on Amazon. That's how I watched it, and I'm so pissed that I spent seven dollars on seeing this on Amazon. Um, it has grossed two million, so it didn't even remotely make its money back. Well, there you go, everyone. Two million, and Jordan contributed to that. Yeah, I did. God so, damn it. There you go. I, I it's just it is what it is. Listen, like the actors were there, it's not their fault because they're gonna do the best that they can, in which they did. Um I don't really see any point to watch this movie unless you're just a fan of it's like a snuff film, like you had said, Jordan's a snuff film without more without with less sex. That's what it is. It's it's snuff yeah. with, with with a lot less sex. It's it's basically what it is. I wonder if it got banned because of the kids being shot. Like that's why I think. Usually, uh, um, movies, especially horror films, there's kind of a general rule that you don't kill kids in, in, in movies. It just kind of seems to be like a rule of thing. Kids can be killers, but you can't kill kids. Kids can but kill other thing, kids, though. but adults can't kill kids. They didn't actually show the kill. The camera was very good, and the editor was very good at cutting at the right sure? moment. I'm pretty sure I, I saw a kid oh, yeah, running. Okay. Yeah, he, yeah, no, he ran, and it is implied that he got his leg blown off, but you don't actually see it. You don't. The camera doesn't cut and then pan over to a kid with missing a leg. You don't see that. Not like the woman being dragged half a fucking mile. Oh, yeah, when she got put to the bumper of the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. Yeah, again, but, like I, that's why I'm giving a small bag because there's there's some of these yeah. that you're just like uh, fucking whatever, man. The guy put a tit on a window or uh, on the on the windshield <laughs> of a car. <laughs> and those were good titties. Those you were. don't ever fuck up a good pair of titties. Yeah. So uh, that's just what it is. God like I don't it. see any any purpose for this other than this guy should maybe get a sick way of life. And that's where it is. I think this guy was. I told you he said pretentious is this director. It's because I feel like he's he's doing something. And she's like, no, you're kind of just, you're kind of just a creep, dude. You're, you're like, you're like Roman Polanski if nobody said anything. Nice. You know? Nice. No, yeah, like, like this director is taking your face and having a fucking ham sandwich in front of you and saying, eat it, eat it, eat it. And you're like, no, I don't want to. Like, fuck you. Like, I mean, this guy is so pretentious douchebaggery. This yeah. guy's an asshole. Yeah. I wonder, like, I don't know if he's just doing it for the shock value and that's his art. He is. But that's like, his that's, heart. That's his heart. Uh, yeah, I feel like I mean, the, the only reason why he made this was just to to get banned at a, at a thing. That's the only reason why. Dude has this extra money. And how can guy, I do this? So whatever. I'm hundred percent. Thank you. Next, there you go. Yeah. Right. Well, we're gonna be bringing you another horror movie next week. Happy Death Day to you. Which I know all three of us are excited to talk about. Very much. I'm really excited for Happy Death Day to you. I, the trailers are everywhere. She's in a bikini. I'm excited to see that. So, good. yes. So that'll be our episode next week here for Movie Guys Podcast. But check us out on iTunes, on Spotify, and iHeartRadio, MovieGuysPodcast.com. 
Uh, just go to the search bar and type in Movie Guys Podcast. Also on Twitter and on Facebook, just search for Movie Guys Podcast, and you'll be find, able to find this episode and many others. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode, and we'll be back next week for another awesome episode of Movie Guys Podcast with Happy Death Day to you. Have a good night.